living longer and staying healthier. It's Healthy Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. Should humans be carnivores? You know, there's all kinds of different diets out there and vegetarian, vegan, paleo, eat meat, don't eat meat, watch the sugar, eat sugar. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I think the one thing everybody does agree on, we need to eat less sugar. That's about the only thing I think we all would agree about. So I have a, a guest coming on who who's going to help us work through some of this about meat and whether we should be eating it or not. His name is Dr. Gary Clayman. And he's one of the top cancer doctors in the United States, and he has made it his mission to help people live healthier, longer, and more productive lives. He has a great website, www.liveitdiet.com, and you can find tips and articles and all kinds of help there to, to get you on the right track. Um, and, and, and on his site, I found this. It says that um, when it comes to the question to meet not to meet, as in M-E-A-T, meet. <laughs> to meet or not to meet, the answer is easy. Dr. Clayman, welcome to Healthy Talk. Mike, thanks for having me on your show. So, what do you think? Should humans be carnivores? Should we eat meat every day? Should we be carnivores? We are carnivores. Uh, the question is whether we choose to eat meat or not, but we're naturally carnivores. There's no question about it. All you have to do is you know, look at yourself in the mirror and smile beginning of the digestive tract is clearly one that uh, is involved in the tearing and and mastication of meat. That's that's the way that our digestive tract starts and continues throughout the process. We've adapted to not eating meat effectively, uh, but we're much more effective as an organism uh, if we choose to eat meat. So, you know, if you talk to, um, you know, certain uh, physiologists, um, you know, you have some of them that will tell you the human body is designed to extract the amino acids from animal protein much better than plant protein. Um, but then you have other physiologists that will tell you it's all the same, whether it's a plant-based protein, animal-based, but it doesn't matter. The body knows how to get those amino acids off. Do you have a, an opinion about that? What, what's better for us when it comes to getting our protein intake, meat, or does it matter? Well, you know, Mike, I'm a scientist too. And so if you take it, if you get it down to, you know, whether it's made via recombinant chemistry or whether, you know, if it's the same biochemically, it's the same biochemically. So, you know, no one's going to really be able to argue that. It's just, how do you get to there? But to me, that's that's really not the major question, Mike. For example, uh, you can extract amino acids from whey protein, or you can do it from egg protein, but you're going to get different components of these amino acids, meaning, you know, they're not all the same. So uh, you'll get you know, greater components, for example, of, you know, cysteine, uh, N-acetylcysteine, and carnitine, and all these different amino acids, but they'll come differently from different sources. They'll look the same biochemically, but you'll get different concentrations of them. But the real issue isn't amino acids, in my estimation. It's fuel source. Okay, so what what do you mean by that? Well, it's it, what I mean by that is how do we choose to run the machinery that we call our body? 
And we only have two choices. We can run it on sugar or we can run it on fat. Those are the only two choices that we have from a physiological standpoint. And if we run on fat, we're healthier, happier, longer. We sleep better at night. We don't have the ups and downs during our day. We're, we're just much more effective in a fat-running system than in a sugar-driven system. But the problem is, is that our contemporary diets, the majority of them, unless we choose to eat in sort of a, a meat-centric fashion, uh, and I'm not talking about beef here, Mike, but I'm talking about just healthy protein and fat sources, uh, then you're going to be a sugar-driven human machine versus a fat-driven human machine. And, and I will advocate very, very strongly uh, that the healthier way for us to live is in a fat-driven human being. Now, what about, though, okay, so just paint plain devil's advocate here. By the way, mm-hmm. Dr. Clayman, I, I, I eat a pretty well-balanced diet, and it, it does involve or include leaner cuts of meat, including grass-fed beef, chicken. So I, I'm, I, I, I agree with you, especially in terms of where we're getting our major fuel source from. But there's always that counter that I get from people who are vegetarians, vegans, and one of the, it's a funny, it, I don't even know if it's true, but it's one that does come up. It's some, so for some reason, the story um, about John Wayne has always Mike been out there that, you know, when he died, he had tons of meat in his digestive tract. We, what, Mike? So what about the fact that, yes, can you, are you okay? Can you hear me? Mike? What about, what about, yes. Dr. Clayman, can you hear me? So what about the idea that meat consumption is linked to cancer and other other health issues, and I think we lost Doctor Clayman. So, yeah, we're going to try to pull him back up. Now, my question to him: He said something interesting that I just want to make sure all the listeners are understanding. So, you know, there's two primary fuel sources for the human body: uh, we have sugar and we have fat. And sugar, although can give you that immediate bump in energy. Um, it's it's the problem with it is if you're driven off and oh, we do do we have Dr. Clayman you're back on? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm on a landline. I don't know how that happened. No, but go ahead. No, it's Anyhow, you were talking about vegetarianism. Yeah, yeah. So what I was asking was what about so you you're talking about meat is better, we're, we're going to be more fat driven when it comes to the fuel source, but the counter to that is well isn't meat consumption linked to cancers, cancers of the digestive tract, cancer to prostate? What do you, what do you, how do you counter that? I counter it very simply, Mike, is that we have to be very, very good reviewers of literature and make sure the literature is quality. So, you know, investigative studies in dietary effects, long-term dietary effects, uh, are, have to be scrutinized in a very, very stringent fashion. So there is no good evidence whatsoever that consuming of meat products is cancerogenic in any way whatsoever. Um, In fact, I would argue even against that, that clearly cancers are driven by sugars. They're driven by sugars and insulin. If I want to grow them in a Petri dish in my laboratory, what do I put in the Petri dish with cancer cells? I put 
a sugar-based medium that's you know that's pH balanced, and then growth factors, including insulin. Um, that that's how we get cancers to grow. And so, I don't I don't want to feed cancers with sugar and insulin. And so, the livid diet is exactly opposed to that. You're going to be drastically reducing the sugar levels and the insulin levels in your body over the major course of your day. Now, there are times immediately after meals when you're eating simple fruits and vegetables, that's not the case. But the majority of the time, you're going to be running on that. Right. So Dr. Clayman is, uh, just for my listeners, is talking about the live it diet and it's at a website the liveitdiet.com and we're going to continue this conversation about um, sustainable dietary habits we're going to close up in the next uh, segment Dr. Clayman we'll I have one more question about meat consumption and then we'll talk more about what are sus, uh, sustainable dietary habits and we'll get more into you, to your diet program specifically so stick around to learn more about the liveitdiet.com I'm with Dr. Clayman we'll be right back <music> 